Hi, welcome to Notes from a Drama Watcher, a podcast about East Asian dramas. It's part recap, part review, and there will definitely be spoilers ahead. Let's go! This is episode 29 of Notes from a Drama Watcher. This is your host, M. Welcome if you are new and welcome back if you have been here before. In this episode, we'll be talking about Bad Bunny episodes 11 and 12 and Paint With Love episodes 8 and 9. So I will apologize in advance. My voice may sound a little rough in this episode. I'm recovering from a cold. I had actually hoped to record a podcast for episode 11, but that was just not going to happen for Bad Buddy because I literally had no voice all of last week, pretty much. So I am glad to be back. So we're going to start off this episode, episode 29 of the podcast with Bad Buddy episode 11. In episode 11 of Bad Buddy, we have Pat and Pran having run away to the beach together to the sustainable village we saw earlier in the show in a previous episode. They meet up with Uncle Tom, who takes them in, realizing that they need healing. And this is a very emotional episode because Pat is still feeling guilty over what his father did to Pran's mom. I say still feeling, but for them, it's just happened, right? If the episode opens with them traveling on a bus together to the village, Pat actually apologizes to Pran over what his father did. But of course, Pran doesn't blame, blame Pratt at all. It's not his fault. And though being on the island is somewhat healing for them personally, they do acknowledge throughout the episode that they cannot avoid going back. They even talk a little bit about what their future plans are going to be. And they pretty much all involve college, graduating from college. So really the only way to do that is for them to go back to their lives, so to speak. Pan in particular in this episode, it's very introspective for him. He spends a lot of time reflecting on his relationship with his mother. And there's even a side story in this episode involving Uncle Tong's nephew, Junior, in which Junior's mom comes and she wants to take him back with her so he can go to school, etc. because she doesn't see a real future for him in the village. And Junior doesn't doesn't want to go back with her, not because of her necessarily, but he just enjoys being in the village. He he wants that for his future. But she knows how it can be a rough life in the village in terms of making a living and stuff. And so as his mom, she's concerned for his future. And at one point she's looking for Junior and has a whole conversation with Pran about her concerns for Junior as his mom. And this of course makes Pran reflects even more more than he's been doing on his own relationship with his mother and he starts kind of remembering the things she has done for him as his mom and we see over the course of the episode that even though pat would probably be perfectly happy just staying in this village or even just staying for more time he is very intuitive and has been for a while about pran's feelings knows pran's missing his mom knows pran wants to go back really and so he's willing to make that happen but Pran is also intuitive towards, you know, about Pat's feelings and knows that Pat is happy being there or at least relieved being there, just being away from the pressure of the families and everything that's going on. And so he's willing to spend more, a little more time there as well, even knowing that they will have to go back. This is not to say that this is all sunshine and roses between them. They do have a little bit of an argument in this episode, but what I really love about their relationship is that they... They talk to each other. I don't know. In certain, I wonder who it's it's more difficult for 
to talk, right? Because Pran is very introspective. Pat is willing to talk. He wants to get things out there. But on the other hand, he has that kind of happy-go-lucky personality in certain ways. And he's very much about Pran's comfort. So I think sometimes there's things he keeps inside too, because he always wants Pran to be comfort comfortable. But really, for the most part, they're just so good at communicating with each other. Pat, after realizing that they have to go back, even at one point has a whole speech or talk with Pran where he thanks them for always being by his side. And that's also what I like. I, I know, of course, there's the Romeo and Juliet comparison. This is Romeo and Juliet, essentially, this show. But unlike Romeo and Juliet, they just become stronger with each other and not in a fatalistic way, right? They have this kind of optimism, like we are somehow going to be together. Despite what other people think and despite what the world may think, we know we are good for and with each other and we are just going to stick together throughout it all. And adversity only makes them stronger as a couple. The ending of episode 11 to me was really sad. I don't mean when they're standing in front of their doors, like the, the very, very ends, but before it, when they were showing all the scenes of their imagination of what life could be if their parents got along was actually really sad to me. I don't know if Piaf intended it to be that sad, but it really was sad to me to think of all the potential gatherings and everything that these families are missing with each other because they have this grudge. You know, now not to say that there's not a reason for it. I still 100% understand Pran's mom's anger, but I did feel bad for them as I was watching those scenes that this is all a dream for them that they don't know or think might ever happen. And that's really sad because you are in this relationship, you love this other person, and of course you want your family to accept that person. And it's sad to think that it might never happen for them. Now, the preview at the end of this for episode 12 had like everyone in Twitter in a tizzy. <laughs> and I saw so many people. It's funny. I, I really wish I had been able to record a podcast because I wanted to say I saw so many people just assuming that they were going to break up based on the preview. And I really never for a moment thought that they would break up. Piaf loves his happy endings. And Pat and Pran have been so strong this whole time. I just didn't see them breaking up. I didn't trust that preview, especially because we have seen throughout this series that these previews that Piaf shows don't necessarily reflect what's going to happen in the episode. He tricks us, basically. It's fun for him, I guess. <laughs> So I really did not, in my mind, I really did not think that they had broken up. I thought it was just Piaf tricking us again. So imagine me watching episode 12 <laughs> and for like 20 minutes, they look like they've broken up. And I'm like, oh no, Piaf, I had such faith in you. I was defending you to people on Twitter, on Reddit. Was my faith misplaced to this whole week? <laughs> but no. <laughs> it was good that I had faith in Piaf. We got our happy ending. It was tempered by reality, though. We did not suddenly have the families embracing each other or anything like that. So I think it was a pretty realistic ending for the show. I guess actually my one issue with this episode was that I do wish the families had met. I knew 
I didn't expect them, like I said, to like embrace each other, you know, but I do wish that that had been somehow in the episode that they had acknowledged each other, at least, even if it was just to see each other in the street and just nod silently or something. They just never met. And I wish that that had been there in some way. Pat and Pran seemed very happy together in this episode. Their relationship is obviously stronger than ever, but I actually found it kind of sad that it's four years later, right? In the beginning of the episode, they sure that it's the time skip of four years and they're still having to keep their relationship secret from their family. I, I find that sad, especially because we see in this episode that actually Ink and Pa are still together and Ink is totally embraced by Pat, mother and father. So they don't show this at all. They don't explore this at all. But I wonder how Pat feels seeing that his parents just totally embrace Ink and Pa with no problem and can't accept that he would want to be with Pran. We do see little hints in the episode that there is a little bit of softening on the parents' part about their relationship. Pat goes to visit his parents and he brings over some alcohol I don't remember. If, I don't think they said it was wine. I don't remember what kind of alcohol, but he brings it over and he says it's from his friend who just came from overseas. And it's clear the parents know exactly what friend he's talking about, which Pat's mom is fine with, of course. It's the father that has the issue. And he's kind of like putting this kind of face like, oh, I don't want this, this drink. And then when everyone leaves the room, he <laughs> drinks a little bit of it, knowing exactly who it's from. But he's not yelling at Pat about it. He's not confronting him about why is he with his friend or whatever. He's just quietly just not saying anything, but not fully embracing them. Even later in the episode, we see Pat climbing over the balcony again to get into Pran's room. And it's clear from the parents, from both sets of parents, that they know what's going on. Pat's parents hear, hear the sound of him going over the balcony. It seems almost like they've known for years that he was doing that and just haven't said anything about it. And then Pran's parents hear him singing upstairs and I think laughing with Pat and even kind of smiles a little bit about it. Probably happy to hear her son laughing, you know, freely. So even though at the beginning of this episode, we see kind of the flashback scenes of them saying that they've agreed to keep the secret. The only people who know about the relationship are Y, Corn, Ink, and Pa. But it's clear that the parents at this point, four years later, pretty much know that they've, they've never lost contact with each other. The real question is not are they going to accept the relationship, but are they going to accept each other? And we see when Pran comes to stay over at the house, you know, his mom gets, goes up to put the sheets on the bed and then later puts his guitar on the bed, which I think was sweet, you know, showing she accepts like this aspect of his life, his, his love of music that she had taken away for a while from him, you know, and now she's just accepting it. But she hears a noise um, as she's in Pran's room and looks out the window and sees Pat's dad with some mail in his hand because they had mistakenly put the mail for their house into Pat's parents' mailbox and he's bringing it over and sticks it in her box and she sees him. It's this kind of look on her face like realizing like he's not he's not a terrible human being, right? He could have easily been throwing the mail in the garbage, opens it, so it's done who knows what with it, but he's not a terrible human being. She kind of softens also looking at him. And so we're not going to get a season two or whatever. I mean, I don't think we are, but it would be interesting to me to see the parents. How do they finally reconcile with each other? And funnily enough, I think it would be Pran's mom who would reach out first before Pat's dad did. Now, can we talk about that ending of episode 12? <laughs> that was complete and utter chaos. And at first I was sitting there 
watching like, what in the world is happening right now? But then the more I watched and the more I reflected, I was like, this is so Pat and Pran. I mean, I can't say I ever thought I'd see Pran like climbing on top of a kitchen cabinet <laughs> or a countertop, but it is also... I think a pretty realistic ending for them as well because they've always been like playful and physical with each other anyway throughout this series so I think it's pretty realistic and I can only imagine the absolute chaos of this particular scene when it was filmed because this actually so they're playing a drinking game and then Pat you know starts chasing Pran and corners him against the wall or the door of the balcony and they're you know playful playfully tussling with each other but it just looks very chaotic and at one point actually Nanon looks over and you can tell he broke character for a second because he's looking directly at the camera I can only think they deliberately left that in because it just added to the whole atmosphere of chaos that was going on so my final thoughts on the show on the series as a whole I loved it I mean I think that's pretty obvious <laughs> throughout all my podcasts I really love the show in all honesty episode 12 was not necessarily my favorite episode of the show I think the whole bit where they were pretending not to be in a relationship anymore that they had broken up that dragged a little long for me but Obviously, that was P.O.S. <laughs> teasing people, basically, but it did go on a little long for me. And I would have rather have seen at least, as I said before, a few minutes of some kind of interaction between the parents, even if it was that they were just all out on a walk and bumped into each other in the street and just nodded at each other, whatever it was, I would have liked to have seen some resolution in some way, some acceptance of the relationship between Pat and Pran even more than the subtle hints that Piaf gave us. I do like that we see Ink and Pa still together. Wire and Corn have become such good friends. They're even kind of teasing about people like me <laughs> and others who were shipping Wire and Corn in our own, own way. And Piaf was like, no, <laughs> you know, they, they talk in the episode about they both have girlfriends and actually Corn is engaged, etc. I think the show overall had really good pacing. The I still think back to the kiss in episode five, which I'm still so shocked about. I remember being very shocked at the time and I'm still shocked about it. That's very early in a BL series for there to be a kiss. And I love that since that moment, since they decided, or really episode six, right, or seven, where they decided to be together, that that was it for them. There was no big misunderstanding, quote unquote, as we get in a lot of series. They were just always there for each other and they were not going to let the world break them apart. In episode 12, we even see them kind of bringing it back full circle to episode 11 when Uncle Tong was saying that he wasn't going to let the world change him. And that's what they say too, that they did not let the world change them. And I love that about them, that they just get stronger as they face more adversity. I really like that. I keep saying Piaf because he's the director, but the screenwriter as well, which I think I read somewhere is, was the guy who plays Uncle Tong. Kudos to them as well in making these characters that we or adapting, interpreting these characters that we love, because this is from a book originally. Um, we get to see very complex people. You know, everyone's not, people are not fully bad, fully good, whatever it is. We get to see complex characters. Corn as someone who pops into my head immediately, because in the beginning I was like, what is up with this guy? With all of them, they're just there fighting with each other for like no reason. But we get to see Corn as just a really good friend and actually gives good advice in the times that Pet asks him for advice. Why, who seemed in the beginning like the, maybe the better friend, 
to Pran, did something really horrible to them, although they did wind up forgiving him. Pran's mom, who at first you're like, what is up with this lady? When you realize what was done to her, you, you start to understand her, or at least I started to understand her. And then we have Ink and Pa, a GL couple, who hopefully GMMCV sees the, the very, very positive response to this couple and starts including some GL in, some, in couples in series or maybe getting their own series, etc. Which, of course, has a lot to do with the fact that people loved Ink. And, of course, they loved Pa. And that brings to we don't have the toxic female character that you get in a lot of BLs who is either there to play someone jealous or is basically used by the male characters for most of the show until they find figure out their feelings. We don't get that here. Pat was a little confused about his feelings, but he wasn't using her to deny that he had feelings for Pran or anything. He was just confused. She knew it and eventually he knew it. So I like that there was no toxicity in that sense with the female character. So I'm excited to see what comes next for from everyone involved. Oh, Nanon. Nanon currently has a show on 5515. Uh, Never Too Late, I believe it's called. I've started watching that because of him and because Kao Tung is in it as well. And whatever Piaf has coming up next, I'll be interested to see two of my very favorite shows of any kind, Western shows, Korean, Thai, whatever, this year have been directed by Piaf. And that is Tale of a Thousand Stars and of course, Bad Buddy. I love Tale of a Thousand Stars. I didn't review, have not reviewed it here in the podcast because I watched it before, months before I even started this podcast, but it really is one of my favorite shows for many reasons. It's very personal to me for many reasons. And of course, Bad Buddy for all the reasons that I've stated here. So I'm excited to see what is next from him as well. So that's it for Bad Buddy. You know, I'm kind of sad that we're not going to have Bad Buddy next week. Enchante is supposed to start. I do plan to watch it because Gawain is in there, although he's not a main character. He's the one who played Mork in Dark Blue Kiss. But I kind of feel sorry for the cast of the show because, wow, following Bad Buddy, I mean, that's some big shoes to fill. I've seen the trailer for Enchante. I saw a little kind of interview game thing, whatever, between the two lead actors. I have to say so far, I'm not sold on the chemistry between them, but I do intend to watch it and give it a chance. And maybe that'll change when I actually see them in action. So next up also shows on Friday is Fridays is Paint With Love episodes eight and nine. This is going to be kind of brief. Um, again, like I said, I've, I'm recovering from a cold. My voice really has not fully recovered. I apologize again if I, so- if I sound pretty rough <laughs> in this episode. So episode eight of Paint With Love, they are filming on the beach. Nung gets into an accident. He's on a surfboard. Some reckless person comes by and knocks him off of the skateboard and he he gets knocked out. So he needs to be saved. And it is Pap who saves him. So there are a few things that we see in this episode. Of course, everyone is very worried about Nung because he's knocked out and has not woken up. So they don't know how he's going to wake up, what's going to happen. We see Tan breaking down in tears over the fact that Nung is hurt. Of course, Maze is distraught, feeling guilty, and is in the hospital waiting for him to wake up. And Pab is also there in the hospital. And they have this whole conversation between each other where, you know, Maze is talking about how he feels about Nung being hurt or something else happening yet again on his watch. Pab encourages him to to talk to Nung, to make up with Nung, which, you know, it's like Pab is 
just such a good guy. He clearly has this jealousy over Nung, but he knows that Nung is important to Maze and that Maze is hurt that his relationship with his stepbrother is so strained that really all they have is a business relationship at this point. They're not family anymore. And Pab, knowing how alone Maze really is, knows that that's really rough on him. It's always interesting to me that he, Maze, is such a prickly character, as I've said, but he really does open up to Pab a lot. There's something about Pab that lets Maze allow himself to be vulnerable to him. He even cries in front of Pab a few times already in the series, and that's something I don't think he would ever let himself do in front of anyone else, even Tan and Nay, who are his friends. But it's this kind of dichotomy in Pab, you know, because on the one hand, he knows how much Maze yearns to get back together with Nung in terms of being a family, so he wants that for him. But he's also just really jealous of them having a relationship. Even knowing that they're stepbrothers, he's just jealous of them having a relationship. And so even though he's pushed for Maze to talk to Nung and to clear the air, he's also still sad that they have cleared the air in a way. And so the episode kind of ends with him hearing that they've talked to each other and then kind of walking off afterwards. Episode 9 begins with Pab getting back to the hotel. He bumps into Tan and tells him, you know, that Nung is awake and is recovered or recovering. And Tan is very relieved. And then he hears that Maze is taking care of Nung. And we see in that and subsequent scenes in the show that he's very conflicted. Tan is very conflicted about the relationship between Maze and Nung as well, because apparently he has feelings for Nung. And one issue, I haven't really spoken about this, but there is like an editing issue kind of going on with this show. I feel that there are certain scenes that are skipped sometimes. For instance, here, these feelings that Tan has for Nung haven't really been explored up until this point we get a hint that there are feelings um and there's some kind of backstory for them but we're not really we haven't really been shown it up until this point and even here we get uh tan is a little upset at nung and nung doesn't understand why he doesn't know what's <laughs> what is tan upset about but tan is upset because or jealous, I would say, because Maze and Nung have gotten closer. But we don't know the story yet. Hopefully at some point they'll give us the story, but we don't have it so far. And on the one hand, I don't like super long shows. On the other hand, I do feel like we're missing scenes here. Like these episodes need to be a little longer because the second couple, Nung and Tan, are just really getting the short end of the stick here. So I feel like I'm really not getting a feeling for them, for their chemistry or their story or whatever, because the only thing we do practically see them in are things, it's very meta, right? The things surrounding them filming their boys love series <laughs> that they're filming. We're not seeing them that much just on their own as Tan and Nung. We see some more here in episode nine, the very push-pull nature of the relationship between Maze and Pab. Pab is, on the one hand, he's very effusive. He says about what he's feeling, etc. On the other hand, he does keep things inside because he is clearly upset in episode nine. Of course, he's jealous of Nung and Maze, but also he got hurt saving Nung. He didn't tell anyone, but I'm, I think he almost feels like Maze should have noticed that he was hurt, but Maze was so concentrated on Nung that he didn't even really ask Pab if he was okay. Have their quiet moments in this episode. 
the pull part of the relationship. They, they go on a date together for Amaze's birthday. And one of the things here, it's, it just reminds me, I don't think I mentioned this before, but it reminds me in a certain sense of Bad Buddy. They're very different shows, but the characters having their certain quirks. So for Pat and Bad Buddy, he loves Pran's scent. We even get, <laughs> we get that in the episode 12, a little bit about his, his love of Pab's scent. I've noticed in Paint with Love that Pab likes seeing Maze in his clothes, <laughs> basically, because they go to a restaurant here. He doesn't tell Maze where they're going. And then Maze, who always likes to dress up, is a little uncomfortable because he's just wearing a t-shirt and nice pants, but just like a t-shirt. So Pab, of course, gives him his jacket to wear, his suit jacket which is a little bit too big on him because Tay is just a bigger actor or person than Singto is. He's got almost kind of sweater paws with this suit jacket, but it calls back to my mind episode three, I think it is, where Maze was drunk and winds up sleeping over in Pab's house and, you know, they have to, his clothes are in the laundry basically. So Pab lends him a pair of jeans of his and he's just got this smile on his face watching Maze put on these jeans like he's he's really amused or loves the fact that Maze is wearing his clothes which again because like I said Tay is just physically bigger than Singto is it's like a child wearing grown-up clothes almost not quite to that extreme but just the clothes are too big for him and obviously Pat finds it cute <laughs> Now, this episode does end with the quote-unquote big misunderstanding because Nung is visiting in the office to give Maze his birthday present and Pab comes in and Nung really is trying to prove a point to Maze that Pab has feelings for him and teases Pab in a mean-spirited way and Pab unfortunately gets violence with Nung and Maze is horrified by this, of course, and says some things that hurt Pab, which as soon as uh, Nung started talking, I knew what he was doing. He was trying to get a rise out of rise out of Pab. But that's one of those tropes. Those It's not a BL trope, drama tropes that I'm a little like iffy on. It's just not one that I really go for. This thing of deliberately trying to hurt other people's feelings to prove a point. But it is what it is. It's what they've gone for here. Hopefully it'll help clear the air between Pab and Maze because right now their relationship is really not healthy. I see Pab giving a lot to the relationship, wanting to build a relationship, and Maze is just almost not giving anything at all. You know, it's not just that he's prickly, but he's just almost not giving anything at all towards trying to build any kind of relationship. Not that he knows they're building a relationship. <laughs> I don't think that's even in his head, but just in treating Pab with kindness and respect. Some of the things he says, you know, like if it was anyone else but Pab, they wouldn't accept it. But Pab is just so, so smitten by him that he accepts it. He doesn't appreciate it. He doesn't like it. You see that he is hurt at times, but he does accept that this is part of Maze's personality. And, you know, I question whether he should be accepting that. We can't really change other people much, you know, but I think it's okay to, to let him know that he's gone too far a few times and Pab just doesn't even say anything. So I don't know, maybe this confrontation between Pab and Nung is the push that Maze needs to, to realize things, but it doesn't seem like it based on the preview for the next episode. So that is it for episode 29 of Notes from a Drama Watcher. Those are my thoughts on Paint with Love episodes 8 and 9 and Bad Buddy episode 12 and the show in general. I'm, I'm already missing Bad Buddy. <laughs> I'm hoping we get one of those other shows that GMM promised us in their trailers <laughs> soon. Uh, like I said, Enchante, 
I'm not feeling the chemistry just yet between the leads, but I'll give it a shot. I'm waiting for the Earth Mix show, Cupid's Last Wish. I really hope that starts soon. I'm excited about Vice Versa as well. And this is not a GMM TV show, but looks like we might be getting Cutie Pie with, with Z sooner than later. So let's hope so. So again, this was episode 29 of Notes from a Drama Watcher. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me on Twitter at DramaWatcher6 or send me an email, dramawatchernotes at gmail.com. Thanks again and stay safe, everyone.